Blog Talk Radio. Certainly, both the yard skeptics for the first time after many years. This is season four, episode one, October second. We both are in Ontario, Brampton, at Coldwood's place. Yes, I in Canada together, seeing Clive for the first time. <laughs> oh my goodness! a video so, last night on Facebook. So quite a few people can't believe it. You know, quite a few people can't believe that we're actually meeting each other face-to-face for the first time. Um, but yeah, the first time we meet in person. We've been um, hosting the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, Skeptically Speaking, um, video show on YouTube. And we produce the Air Me Now video series as well. And um, this is the first time that we're actually meeting in, in person. Very first time meeting in person right here in Canada, and I'm so glad that uh, it's on the launch of season four, season four, episode one. Uh, things are looking really good. I know that it's probably raining in uh, around Jamaica now. You know, uh, you know, people who are in Jamaica battling down for the hurricane. I hope everybody stays dry and stays safe. Hope you guys yeah. still have electricity. Can listen to the program. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. <laughs> Christina, no belief, so we've never met before, Clyde. No, Christina, yeah, we've well, never met before. Christina, the first time we meet in, first time we yep. meet in, for, for persons who are listening to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show right now, feel free to jump into the chat room. You can find the, the chat room on the show page, or you can call in. Our call-in number has changed. It is now 619-924-9749. Again. Yes.
Hello, hello, hello. All right. I think we are finally back. I think we might have started out yes. that difficulty. Hilly, are you hearing me? Yes, man. I'm hearing you. You're hearing me? God of his mercy. Jesus. <laughs> so sorry about that, people. Whoa. What what a big ass delay, man. All right, Hillier, do not change anything. Do not move. Nope. Do not press anything, Hillier. You hear me clearly, right? I'm hearing you clearly now. All right, good. Uh, Hillier, I'm just going to check if our uh, listener or uh, our, our first guest is still online. Let me just check quick. Uh, yes. Yes, our guest is still online. People are still in the chat room. Hopefully, you, 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 you are hearing me now. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Hillier, let's go straight to the drop box. Uh, yes. What's in the drop box for this morning? Tell us. Yes, Papa. Well, there's been so many things. Um, you know, well, before we get to the drop box, I mean, I just want to send a shout out to all my folks in Jamaica. Um, I know Matthew is a worry, um, and I well I see that the trajectory has shifted, so it looks as if uh, Matthew will move a little well further east of Jamaica, although it will still be affect you know it will still affect Jamaica. So just kind of big, uh, just sending em- love, I mean embraces and hugs to 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 all, including my family, um, who are battening down. Um, but anyway, there's uh, much to to catch up on. Um, just just this week, um, we Clive and I came across a story in, oh, yes. the, in the Star, uh-huh. um, where I think there was uh, somebody who was promoting or right, advertising for Brownings only. Yes. Um, this was for this is for for place of entertainment, I believe. <laughs> um, well, well, let me read the actual part of the ad. It says. Yes. Um, da, 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 da. All girls must be beautiful, brown skin slash light skin. Must yes. be yes. 18 plus and good grammar in English language. Christina, I nominate you. Oh, you know, took the word out of my mouth. Right now. Yes. took the words out of my mouth, man. <laughs> <laughs> so all, all of the, 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 the black, big body, Pat was speaking. Uh, girls, just stay back. Fine. Yes. This yes. is pretty much what the, the this this um ad was saying that hey, listen, you know, Browning's only, mm-hmm. right? Browning's only this time in Jamaica, and um, I think it is uh, some kind of promotional thing that Nestle Jamaica was a part of. Well, they have no distance themselves, according to the news story. Yes. Having said that. They sought to distance itself from the post of company's corporate communications manager, Sean Aki, told Star that Nestle was not affiliated with the event or the post. Right. It was very surprising for us as well. We made contact with the agency that had published it. We tried to speak with him to ask how, it, how is it he can falsely utilize the company's name to advertise his, his event, and he basically hung up the phone on us. Oh my goodness. Because so um I, I imagine that this is not the first time something like this is happening in Jamaica. Um if you if you think about a lot of the some of these premium events, right? right. Premium events, very exclusive um events that mm-hmm. you know you have these girls walking around serving the drinks and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. I imagine the casting call for these girls would be similarly worded. 
right? You know, right. flame built, um, you know, nice complexion. And by nice complexion, I think we all know what that means. Right, it's cold. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't want an old foot. They don't want a 30-year-old girl, you know. Right. You want some 30-year-old woman. No, sir, right? You want the, the nice um, teeny boppers. You want 18-year-old, 19-year-olds. Uh, you put them in some nice matty rider and you give them some apple time and some red striped beer to pass around to the crowd and that kind right. of thing. Right, right. right. So, so it's really a, a, a very stereotypical kind of marketing and advertising where mm-hmm. you are simply relying on um, you know, the, the, the kind of way that men view women. But you know, I'm still surprised by how unsubtle this was because you know, for, for I mean, we all know that, I mean, you know, some, I mean, even although, you know, it's never, in a lot of situations, it's not advertised, but when you look at what the selections are ultimately made, um, you know, whether it is, you know, to, um, whether it is beauty contest or, yes. you know, it's hostesses at event or whatever it is, right. um, you know, the choice is clear, you know, so there's never... But I mean, this to me is unusual. In fact, this reminds me of what I've encountered or read about in in, in um, Latin America, yeah. you know, places like Brazil, you know, where you do have as like this. Sometimes as like this that relate to things like accommodation, right, or work, right, right. Yeah. real job, job, job. I mean, not just you know a whole set of events, <laughs> you know. So I'm a little a real surprised, <laughs> you know. So I mean, I certainly endorse what Glenda Sims had to say. You know, that we are human beings and black people must realize that we are human beings and we should not apologize for the color of our skins. Right. As, as a matter of fact, I think mm-hmm. I think even women who are traditionally called brownies mm-hmm. should should be a part of that, that resistance as well because it, it's also dehumanizing to them. Right, right, right. right. It's right, also right. dehumanizing to them to know that mm-hmm. they are selected for whatever job position exclusively mm-hmm. based on what their skin complexion is. Right, 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 exactly. But um, mind you, and I mean, you know, I mean, we, we have some, we have some, some serious issues, you know, around, yes. you know, the question of race and colorism that we refuse to address. And it's connection to language as well, because if you and notice, it's connect- the, right. the ad did say that it should be nice English speakers. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so 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 there's obviously um, a, a correlation between uh, a mm-hmm. particular skin complexion, body type, and linguistic uh, performance. Right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, so you know when you're, you know, to you to you know to borrow from the the language of you sociolinguists, you know, like you know Dr. Irvin, Alison Irvin, and Dr. Clive Forrester. You know, so you're not in the sort of acrolectal register. Yes, <laughs> tell me about it. So, so, you, so your language has to be acrolectal, your body has to be acrolectal, and your skin yes. complexion has to be acrolectal as well. Everything up, 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 yes. up. <laughs> well, no, for, for those of us who don't understand these high, high, you know, them high science linguistic terms, Dr. Forrest, would you explain, you know, this acrolectal well, and mesolectal and so, basolectal so, so what happened is that so, um, for persons who are familiar with um, the linguistic landscape of Jamaica, you'd notice that there isn't a very sharp cleavage between what is considered Jamaican Creole or Patois um, and what is normally 
considered to be Jamaican standard English. You tend to be a range is on a continuum, uh, and the range moves from what is uh, very you know very Creole features with that, mm-hmm. that end of the continuum is called the basilectal uh, side of the, the, the continuum. Yeah. All the way up to the acrolectal side of the continuum, which is obviously Eng- more English features, you know, resembling yeah. more standard English, and everything in between is a mesolectal varieties. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, some people command a very large span on the continuum, some a very smaller span on the continuum because of their um, social, social background and so on, and, and of course, their exposure to formal education. Yeah. But you know, despite these, you know, facts of linguistic performance, people tend to associate how you speak with uh, your level of intelligence, your yes. predisposition for certain jobs, and obviously correlated with your your, your skin complex. You right. know, so so yeah, right, and that, and, and that's still happening in Jamaica right now in 2016. Um, and it's certainly one of the themes that we'll be talking about on the Yardy Skeptics show for this season as well. We're going to be talking about uh, discrimination and, and the black body. Yes. In another show as well. So, so, so you know, don't worry. We're going to come back to this theme. We're not going to leave it alone. You know that we are the Yardy Skeptics radio show, the home of the Aki of Rationality and the Selfish of Skepticism. We like to deal with these topics. These are yes. the kind of topics that um, we like to put on the forefront um, and, and get people talking and get people debating about mm-hmm. how we uh, navigate some of these issues, some of the dynamics right. of these issues. Well, yes, yes, yes. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say um, that ne- well, next week we're going to be talking about the hair issue yes. you know, arising out of the Oakville prep situation. And I'm pleased to say that we've already confirmed, um, noted attorney at law, Bert Samuels and his daughter, Ayana, Oh, um, for next week's show, um, Bert and Anna wrote a, a really, a really incisive piece on the yep. issue, yep. Um, yep. Yep. both yep. at law and culture, yep. um, and it's and, and certainly connecting it to you know this vexing issue of our you know our blackness or African yep. heritage and you know um, trust me you we know. deal with it all mm-hmm. uh, this you know. Um, the, the the black body and discrimination, um, something that Hillier and I were talking about this morning over breakfast, the post-colonial stress disorder. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes touching at that as well. And Hillier, mm-hmm. could you just tell our listeners what you had for breakfast this morning and how that breakfast was acquired? <laughs> oh my goodness me, I had, you know, I mean, it was essentially we had... Um, I mean, I had a breakfast that was, you know, that, that, that was very fitting, you know. I mean, part of the motto of our of our show, you know. Um, Aki and salt fish. Yes, man. Prepared by chef. Chef. Um, chef Clive Forrester. You know, accompanied by Bami and Plantain. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's what, that's what was kicking off um, at Yard Skeptics headquarters this morning. Um, and it it not done yet. As soon as the show is finished, I put in on the piece to soak rice and peas later with some salmon and mixed greens. <laughs> some big things popping here um, in, in in the yard of skeptics uh, studio. Trust me, a, a, a lot of things going on. I think we're up against the first brick. Is that correct, Hilaire? 
Oops, uh, uh, not sure where Hilary is. Uh, is everybody hearing us clearly? Let me just ensure that, um, you know. Uh, well, Sharon, the, the reason why I can't just soak the peas now is because it's peas are in a tin already. And a, and a, and a dry peas, mega soak. <laughs> yes, is 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 dry. Is not dry peas. So is is um is peas that are already in the tin. All they're gonna do is just um rinse them, throw them into the coconut water with my thyme, my scallion, my piece of garlic, my scotch bonnet, and then you know, my work my magic. So some gonna deal with it later. Fine. Uh, we're up against the first brick. So, ah, well, here, here is Hilary again. I don't know why Hilary keeps getting disconnected. I don't know why that uh, got picked off. Okay, all right. Don't, no worries, no worries, no worries. You, you, you're back on now. Uh, whenever you get mm-hmm. kicked off, just, just re-log in. That's a problem. Since right. you're trying to cut me off, you know, soak thin peas. No, me like, trust me, Sean, me like, me like when it's half, when it's nice and soft. Some of them thin peas here, you know, especially if it's not grace. <laughs> 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 especially if it's not the grace thin peas. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah, you have to make it mellow a little bit. If it, it, it's even a half an hour, you know, and then you you, you put on your fire and thing and you deal with it. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, skeptics read the show. We're back on. Hello. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Can you hello, hear me, Clive? Can yes, you hear yes, me? I'm hearing you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, finally, 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 finally. <laughs> God of his mercy. All right, so we're going to the first break right now. We're going to try and solve these other issues definitely during the break. Andrew, stay on hold. I think this is Garth also on the call, uh, on, on the calling line as well. We haven't fully opened up the switchboard as yet. So people, just bear with us. These are the, the startup pains. Trust me, this will not happen again next week. We'll be in separate locations at two different sides of the world. Uh, we're going to our first break right now. Um, in the Yale Skeptics Radio Show, you know that we have a number of different supporters. One of those supporters is none other than the feminist Karen Lloyd, who recently had a successful delivery oh, yes. of her new spanking baby boy, Ajani. Ajani. Um, big up yourself, big up yourself, Karen Lloyd. Big up yourself, yes. all the black women. Who support the Yard Skeptics Radio Show? We don't want a chemical pharmaceutical browning around here. We support natural black skin, natural black bodies. This is Sizzler with Black Woman and Child. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Be back with you in a few minutes. What the Black Nation? Oh, oh, oh. No, 
and Africa still remains so fine. Empresses and emperors living from Indostine. I know you're the first to give birth and took mankind. Now let me say you'll be hurt, be no me got divine. I pray that's where my cup not will be always How have you been going through those days of being away for many days? Love, woman, and child oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For you I really have so much love
do is simply process we have and you need the audio issues. You tell me in the chat room. <laughs> you tell me in the or chat room what would you prefer. <laughs> right, yeah. Or support the take up a collection. Trust me. Yes. A hot as in the studio that you know. Lord of his mercy. Woo! A hot as in the yard skeptic studio. Trust me, trust me, trust me. No, no. Me and Hillier can uh, you know, remain focused yeah, with which yeah. <laughs> before we get to before we get to Andrew, I just want to give a special, special shout out to Alison, my dear wife, who has been so wonderful to allow me to be away from her for a few days. Yep. You know, to do all this connecting and then we could climb and I also have a little project we're trying to finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's part of this trip as well. So thank you, Ali. Much love. Love you. Respect you, Alison. So trust me, we're going to our first caller right now, Mr. Andrew Redwood, who has been on hold. Andrew, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm here. How are you doing, Andrew, man? Greetings. Hey, what? Uh, everything cool, you know, just chilling. All yeah, right, man. good, 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 good. Glad to hear from you, Andrew. So, Andrew, um, you know, you know that today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we're talking about why people leave the SDA church. Why is it that people, um, you know, decide that uh, I'm going to finish with the SDA church now, I'm leaving, I'm not coming back. Um, what was that journey like for you? Tell us a little bit about your, your stay in the SDA church, first of all. And then I guess you could tell us, why is it that you decided to leave? Were you just one of those persons who wanted to broke out? You were tired of the rules and you wanted to <laughs> broke out and, and go wild? Or you just felt too, too restricted in the SDA church and, and things just weren't making sense anymore? Andrew Edwards, welcome yes. to Yard Skeptics Radio Show. And tell Andrew's us. coming to us from Colorado. All the way from Colorado. Respect you, Andrew. Introduce yourself to Thank our, our you. listeners and tell us about your um, life in the SDA church. Okay, appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I grew up. I grew up. Oh, there's a feedback. I'm, 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 on, I'm on Bluetooth, so I hope that's not an issue. Okay, well, um, if you could switch to regular phone, that would be better. But, but continue. We're hearing you clearly. Okay. All right, let me. Okay. So, um. I grew up in the SDA church all my life. Um, yes. You know, I, I was born in Jamaica in 1975. Um, okay. lived, lived from there until 89 where I came to America. And um, while I was in Jamaica, you know, my parents left um, to come to America so they could, you know, bring up me and my brother eventually. Yeah. And while there... You know, I was sent to Brownstown, sent and me and my brother to live with my aunt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was a Sunday keeper. She go to church on Sunday. I believe Pentecostal. You know, mm-hmm. so my, my mom, you know, asked or told my aunt that, hey, you know, she want us to still go to Adventist church. So we went to church yes. Saturday and Sunday. Kids, you know, you don't think much about it. You just do whatever your parents ask or command or yes. whatever. You know, yes. but I remember, you know, going to church two times a week and the Pentecostal church was actually more fun because there was a dancing <laughs> and there was a, you know, beating of the tambourines and Holy Ghost mm-hmm. getting and, you know, all that stuff. Okay. And I remember one time my little brother 
Um, well, yeah, my younger brother, um, he supposedly got the Holy Spirit <laughs> or the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and I was I was mad because I was always the one that was, huh? You're talking about your younger brother, right? Yeah, my younger brother, Craig. So your younger brother and getting a spirit. Yeah, he got the Holy Ghost, supposedly. Oh, yeah. But I wasn't there because I was outside playing, running around in the yard. I mean, in the church parking lot or whatever the setup was at that time. And yes. one of my friends ran down to me like, Andrew, Andrew, Craig getting the Holy Ghost. I'm like, what? So I <laughs> ran up there. <laughs> I ran up there to kind of see it, but by the time I got there, it was done. So I've never, I never oh, saw the. Yeah, I never. It must have been a. It must have been a quick one, you know. Yeah. You know, what all the Holy Ghost does quickly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a Russian mighty wind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You know? <laughs> so, but it, the craziest thing, the craziest thing is that my brother was never the religious or spiritual type. You know, oh, if yeah. anything, I was the one that would be more interested in, and even now, I'm more interested in studying a lot of stuff, looking into a lot of stuff. But my yeah. brother was the one that will always, I go around and I try and mess with the little girl. <laughs> it was a gallus. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know. But I was the one that would always try to read the Bible. And so I tried to get the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, as it was said. And they yeah. told me, you have to pray, you have to do this, you have to do that. And that thing never, ever came to me or revealed itself. Oh, you know. No. So when, when you say yeah, you, you know? tried to get the Holy Spirit, exactly what were you trying to do? Could you explain for our listeners what it meant to try to get the Holy Spirit while you were a member of the church? Well, I guess if if I can remember correctly back in the day, you know, seeing that it's a Sunday church, um, you know, pray and have faith and um, <laughs> fast and believe and trust yeah. and all of those so you things. Took, were, you, were, you, were you going to Bible study? Were you on the choir or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I was all involved in it as a little youth, you know what I mean, yeah. as much as I can remember. And and, and yeah, I think yeah, this yeah. might have been around when I, when I was around maybe 10 or so, you know, because I came to America when I was 12 in 89. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so I think around those years, it might have been around 9 to 11-ish, you know, right. that that I was trying to, you know, receive or accept or whatever, whatever based on the concept that they were giving me, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, you know, eventually left Jamaica, came to America, came to Philadelphia. Um, from Jamaica and you know that's pretty much went along with the flow of you know I'm now living with my mom so you know go to church every Saturday um, go to church every Saturday and go to church every Saturday (laughs) you know (laughs) pretty much and um, but then you know like I said I didn't really put too much we we, I, I just followed I remember me just following Right. You know what I mean, it wasn't you that never really deep. understand just, what you were believing or what you were told yeah. to believe. Yeah, you were just following, you know, um, following the health laws, um, you know, um, keeping the commandments, the Ten Commandments, um, LNG white dietary stuff, and you know, th- those were that that was life for me. It was nothing like, oh, I'm in some crazy thing. It was just life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so <clears throat> I would say the big shift came for me though was in 2004 I was married then mm-hmm. and um you know and you know met this nice young lady and we you know you know you know once a woman 
meet a man, she started doing exactly what he does, go to church and, you know, do the little oh. things that... Go the other way around, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so, hold on. Sure do. So, so, Angie, so she, was she in the SBA church or what? No, she grew up going to Sunday church, but I wouldn't say that she was religious. Um, you know, they she most like she went to church maybe Easter, Christmas type stuff. Yeah. Um her her stepdad though followed a whole different type of belief system, Rastafarian, Muslim. So for for a little while they didn't eat pork or you know, and stuff like that and crabs and shrimp. So in a way she kinda lined up with with kind of my setup, you know. Right. So it was it was easy to kinda bond with her and everything, you know. Yeah. Plus, yeah, yeah. she was a she, she was the one that brought me out. Uh, <laughs> well, brought me out really. When it's a what do you mean? I I I I am always intrigued by what people mean by brought you out because it, it's it's very relative. So could you tell us yeah. exactly what is meant by broke out in in your thing and how exactly did she broke you out? Okay, so with 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 SDA, we have this all these rules and regulations. Right. You know, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't stay out um, late at night, um, you honor your mother <laughs> okay. and your father, you know? Yeah. So it's almost like you grew up sheltered and not do anything. So yeah. when I met her, and the thing is that, the crazy thing is that my mother is the one that introduced me to her because my mother was always bragging to her and everybody at work about how awesome her son is. And then I guess she was at the job talking about whatever, your son ain't all that, you know, he ain't all that. So, you know, so I, so I, she would come home and tell me about this young lady that was talking smack. So I said, excuse me? So I went up there to see her and she still was had a little mouth on her, you know? And I ain't gonna lie, man, I fell in love with her instantly. <laughs> you there? All right, hello, hello, hello. I think we we are back. Um, Andre, yeah. hearing us now? Yeah, I'm hearing you now. Sorry, okay. sorry, 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 sorry. Oh. sorry. Problems upon problems, yeah. people. We are back. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing that you were saying, Andrew, was that she broke it out. So just tell us. You were explaining that there were no different rules in the SDA church. You couldn't stay out late. Couldn't smoke. You couldn't eat a host of different things. You couldn't. I'm guessing one of them was that you couldn't associate with non-SDA members too vigorously. Um, right. How did this girl that you were meeting for the first time now start to block it out? Tell us about that. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead now. Well, you know, I, I grew up kind of, I grew up kind of sh- sheltered and everything. So, right. you know, I try to follow the guidelines of my mother, my household, my religion, my belief system, Bible, and all that. You know, so there's many things that I didn't try, and I even up to. At the age of 40 right now, I still don't do and try because, oh, no. mm. you know, like I, I don't, I have never, I can't say I've never drink, but I've drink maybe to the, to the, to the nipple of a, a beer or yeah. a Heineken. I've never right. finished a bottle ever in my life. Okay. Um, I, I've never smoked, I've never smoked um, ganja, marijuana, weed or nothing like that. You know, so was, the, the close, was this girlfriend encouraging her to do these things? Oh no, oh no, oh not at all. I mean. Even if she did all that, she knew that I don't venture certain places. So she never okay. really um, tried to get me to. Eventually, she stopped doing all that because, you know, either I would say, yo, that's not right, and try to get her to stop, or in due time, they kind of assimilate to what I do and don't like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So let, you know, so, but, so let me see if I'm understanding now. So 
how exactly did she broke it out? She just got me out of, uh, um, you know, I started to stay out late, you know, sleeping over her house. Oh. Yeah, have un- unmarried sex. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. But, but, but give me a second now, Andrew. To be fair, what, she forced you to do these things? No, 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 no. Not forced me. It's just okay. I became comfortable. So, so, so technically, she wasn't really broken you out. You were doing these things off your own accord. Right, right. But when I say broke out, not that she forced me to broke out. It's just that me broke out on my own. Okay. You know? So I started, I started to go against the tenants of church and all that stuff because you, know, you enjoy yes. life. You live life for the first time in so many ways. Yes. Okay. So, so, that, so what was happening essentially was that she enabled you to come out of this bubble that you existed in, in the SDA church. Exactly. Oh my goodness. So so what became of this relationship? Did you two go on to a, a full fledged relationship or was it just Tifa piece yeah. here, Tifa piece there? No, well actually, um like you know, she gave me two of my kids that I have right now. Oh good. Um, you know, actually we had five kids together and lost three of them. Oh, okay. You know? oh. Yeah. The Mahab right now is she, you know, and you know, I respect her and love her for that because you know, she's the only woman that ever <laughs> was brave enough. <laughs> You know, to to give me kids, and I appreciate that because I always yes, told myself yes, yes. that um, if, I would be. If anybody knows, fun. if anybody knows Andrew Redwood from Facebook, you know that he's uh, you know very proud of his boys. He seems to go to all of their different events, and he's very supportive of their endeavors. And you know, he's one of the good fathers that uh, the Yadi skeptics is uh, really really appreciative of and proud of for uh, you know raising you know, two black boys and, and, and kind of showing them the way um, and, and shaping them to be productive men uh, for the future. Right. So so this girlfriend turn, turned out to be the mother of your children. Uh, did you two eventually right. get married? Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, so you two eventually got married. And so so did she, did, did she have to become a member of the SDA church as a result? No, she eventually became a member. You know, like yes. I say, you know, follow fashion, follow monkey, something like that. <laughs> yeah, follow fashion monkey. <laughs> you know, so she... I, I, I disagree with that characterization. <laughs> Why is that? I disagree. I disagree. Come on, come on, come on. I mean, you know, when people get together, I mean, they make they make accommodations. They, they okay. Accept. Yeah. There's not a question of simply following, mm-hmm. but you figure, well, you know, what 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 is going to what's going to promote harmony here? Yes. Is it? You know, me becoming a member of something that's important to you. Right, 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 uh, right, right. right. Yeah, totally understand. Yes. So, so, so Andrew, what we're going to do, we're going to go to another quick break right now, and then we want you to get into your story of deconversion. Because, so so you've built us up now, you've given us the background, um, you know, growing up in the SDA church, you know, meeting um, your your, your first wife, um, having children and that kind of thing, and and slowly trying to get out of the SDA bubble. But we want yeah, to yeah. know what caused the bubble to bust. That is what yeah. we want to know. What eventually popped the bubble and caused you to, to come rushing out of the SDA. Right. We're going to talk about that right after this next break here. For persons who are in the chat room, thank you very much for being with us yes, through all the technical you. difficulties. You know that's how we run here at the Yard Show. Maybe the Lord is against the audio. <laughs> Breaking up again. 
right now. What we did here, Andrew, just know it wasn't an indication that there was a break in our own audio transmission. Could we just have um, an audio check from the folks in the chat room? Let us know if you are still hearing us. Um, send, out, send out a message here. Let, uh, let us know if you are still hearing my voice. Here on the Yardis uh, Cryptics Radio Show. Da, 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 da. Yes, I just sent a message. So let us know if you're hearing us, folks. Okay, yes, yes. Please let us know that you're hearing us still so that we can go to our first. Yes, okay, amen. They're still hearing us. So we're going to go to our break right now. Um, and we're going to play for you. Butch Banton, love black woman that we see for this morning. We're picking up our black women, black people, wherever you are, all shapes and sizes and shades and languages, definitely. Uh, big up to all the black people. Okay, I know they can hear me. How oh, that? I mean, man. Who? Bunch of bantam man, the same to the Browning song, man. You want to tell the girl and say, I love them can't done from shoes down to ground. Hear me now. We don't stop crying. We all black woman, no. This me call the girl them with that complexion. But do not stop crying. We all black woman, no. What if things are going for who no complexion? Black is beauty, who no cola is one in a million, no. From birth and natural sunshine no. Smooth like a bit, not true you use your lotion no. Take it, take it, take care of your complexion What am I do? What am I try? Where the whole of them a plan? No. Don't get me wrong because we love black woman And we not stop crying We all black woman no. Respect all the girls them with that complexion We not stop crying We all black woman no. Nothing is about the only complexion So man, no. how will you get it? How will you buy it? Complexion, whether you black or brown, we all are one. 
and this youth when you move your I am slim and of the complexion. Don't fit in the girl them when them pretty and strong. Whether them my browning, I'm black woman. I want to wear it right. Who the full of jump on? No, big up on the chest. Yeah, hear me ya. Can we not stop crying? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Artist Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive the Cool Dude Farsa, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer Hilliard the Five Leader Sobel. Today, right here, here Brampton, right here in Brampton, Ontario. Right here in Brampton, Ontario, for the first time. Yard yeah. Skeptics in the same location. Same mic right now, just to avoid whatever kind of other difficulties <laughs> will be coming our way. My goodness. Andrew Redwood, are you still there? Yes, sir. I'm still here. All right, good. So, so right before the break, Andrew Redwood was talking to us about his life as a Seventh-day Adventist member. Um, For for those of you who don't know, the Seventh-day Adventist Church is one of those churches that has their worship service on the seventh day of the week, on on the Sabbath. And um, they tend to have very restrictive rules. And a a lot of these rules tend to be very oppressive to Mm -hmm. some of the members. And of course, members eventually get excommunicated or they defect. Um, and you know, they, they, sometimes they never ever return right. to, to the church. Not to mention restrictive rules on the use of reason. They usually have oh yeah, that, reason. That's to mention under that's arrest. A lot of mercy, know? right? I, so <laughs> when you listen to how somebody is saying reason, how they reason about certain things, yeah. you know, as well as the science or sexuality, mm-hmm. yeah. um, it, it's amazing, mm-hmm. right? And and it's, it's really a testament to the kind of brainwashing that happens mm-hmm. in some of these churches. Yeah. Before the break. Andrew told us about his life inside the church. Um, he met his first wife. Um, they got married and had children. Um, but what we want to know about now, Andrew, is how you started to gradually leave the church. Was it, was it a gradual departure? Was it very sudden? What was that like, Andrew? Well, it, it was a gradual departure. On, um, um, and, I, and I think, you know, the relationship or my non-relationship or not getting not building a, a quality foundation really in my uh, marriage with my wife and you know everything kind of pushed me to out of the church also mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. i'm thinking about 2004 i mean we were, we were having mad issues you know i'm as young couples trying to navigate different culture because she's american and i'm jamaican and okay you know, i'm sda she didn't grow up sda but she's woman human <laughs> you know and um you know so we had a little falling out and she left to go back to philly for about a few months with my with my son yeah and uh, and that was kind of devastating and you know everybody else having their input into our marriage and how we supposed to do stuff family members i'm um, telling oh this is the way the lord says to do it and all that stuff oh, boy. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, you start to listen to everybody else instead of listening to your significant other. Um, So while she was gone and I was in depression and everything, um, Walter Pearson, SDA preacher, came to um, to Colorado and he had a revelation seminar. And, you know, so I started listening to the way I could get out of depression or, you know, get my wife back or fix my house or... Yeah. um, I don't think I was married by then, but... I don't remember. The, the, all the years, the, the different dates has escaped me. I ain't going to lie. Oh, okay. That's fine. Okay. You know, so he came to town and he had his seven weeks revelation seminar and I got deep into it because I had nothing better to do. You know, yeah. all I was doing was working and just waiting for my, 
then lady to come back or whatever, whatever, or resolve, you know. So there was internal issue with family members and her and me and blah, blah, blah. And I was stuck in the middle pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to be a good son and trying to be a good husband, uh, you know, can be devastating to the one in the middle. Right. So, um, you know, he came to town and for the first time, that's when I accepted Adventism and the gospel and the message that they were preaching. Other than that, I just yeah. grew up in it. You yeah. know, I didn't, I didn't question anything. So I started to, I, I pretty much accepted Jesus that time because I needed him. Shit. <laughs> you, know? uh, you, you needed something. You needed something. Right. And I guess right. that, 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 seemed like a solu- that seemed like a solution at the time. Existential yeah. pacifier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I accepted. Uh, I remember walking up to the front and gave my life to Christ and pretty much turned into a lunatic. Um, you know, she came she came back, you know what I mean? But then, you know, I, I found this little local church to go to and the pastor was like, Andrew, you, you know we're going to put you to work. And I was like, yes, I'm ready, you know. But I think I put myself to too much work, you know. And yeah put myself deep into the Adventist system and that still didn't fix nothing between me and her because or my life. Right. You know, when you say you put like, yourself deep into the Adventist system, what, what do you mean? Like, were you studying to be a pastor? Well, that was one of my endeavor. Um, you know, I mean, I used to burn CDs, all the famous SDA pastors, you know, Bible study and you know, I was a deacon, you know, clean the church and... Well, on a minute, you were a deacon in, in your church, Andrew? Hey. <laughs> what? Come on, I was I was deep in it, you know. So that means so, that on occasion, would you lead Bible study? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. What? Man. Yeah, at my house, at the church. I mean, I was the CD man. They would call me because you know I would invest my own money and 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 record all these CDs so people can okay. have the three angel messages and all kind of messages. Okay, okay. So you were the audiovisual guy. On my own and also helping out there. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. 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 You know? Okay. So, but you know that, that that that's the negative part where you indulge yourself so deep into something that you neglect your family. Right. You yeah. know, you're cleaning the church, but you're not cleaning your house. Um, <laughs> you know, what you're, you're paying you're paying tides. Um, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul for the tides. Yes. You know, you're, you're borrowing money from payday loans so you can make sure so your tides is paid and you're going short well, well, I mean, So you were doing that as well? You were taking payday loans to pay tithes? Like, you know, like, you know, it's like at my bank, you could borrow money yeah. to make up, yeah, you know, to like help you out. So right. I used to do that. And because what? I wanted to make sure that I was loyal to the Lord and don't, don't oh. rob God. <laughs> so when, when, when did it all come crashing down, Andrew? Um, this all came crashing down pretty much when I ran into Facebook, you know. When you what? And Facebook? Yeah, when I ran into Facebook. When you, you ran know? into Facebook? <laughs> when I ran into Facebook. <laughs> yes. Or I was invited. Facebook good for something. <laughs> and, you know, I ran into some, some literatures and run into some, some documents and run into some unknown knowledge. Yeah. Like you know, what that Oh man, um, you know, like Jewish, um, African, Egyptian, Kemic, um, all of those outside information that you'd now see all floating over on Facebook. Okay, 
Are you, you talking know? about religious religious uh, information or otherwise? Both. Non-religious and religious. That's different okay. from what I grew up in. Okay. Or heard of. Okay. okay. You know, so I started running to some, and I thought I was this big shot. Oh, I'm an SDA. I know what I'm talking about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I ran into some guys that pretty much blow my wig off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just totally shut me up with, mm-hmm. you know, because information was just different and unknown. And, well, and when I used to... that you ran into, were these, were these, were these non-believers or were these ex-SDA? I mean, give us a sense of who you are dealing with. Um, ex-SDA. Um, so oh, ex-SDA. Content, yeah. Atheists, um, Jews, mm-hmm. Jews, you know, yeah. one rabbi friend. Um, yes. You know, because I I used to match up, because since SDA was Old Testament, I always try to see, okay, were we following um, genuine Old Testament thing anyway? Are we, which is a carbon copy, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, you know, there was this one Jewish guy that pretty much his articles and his topics was just mind-blowing and totally different from what I thought, because I thought we were doing better than the Sunday people because we follow the laws of God, you know, of the, mm-hmm. yeah. the Jewish God or Israel's God or Yahweh, that dude, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, and when I used to, I used to have debates on Facebook and then when I would go back to church, I'd be like, yo, this thing, not right. You mm. know? And eventually I just went to my past and said, no, I can't do this anymore. You know what well, I mean? So, you know? Well, what, <laughs> whoa, what exactly did you say? Wait, yes. Did you say I'm leaving? Did you say I I no longer believe? What was that conversation yeah. like? No, I just told um it wasn't even much of a conversation because I was scared as hell. I ain't gonna lie, yeah. you know. Because telling your pastor that you reject this now or you know you don't believe in certain stuff no more, it's almost like a death sentence to memory. Right, I can't imagine. You know, so I I, I remember sending my an email and told him I can't do this anymore. I yeah. can't support what you're doing, what you're saying, what you believe in because you know like i said i joined his church and i was um pretty much a slave you know and i mean i used to be at work challenging people about accepting the sabbath and blah 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 and you know sunday people tell me i'm in a cult and i would fight them argue with them about (laughs) i'm not in a cult (laughs) (laughs) it was a way of life all right so so we have a question in the chat room yes from alice we have a question So the question, well, two questions actually. So did the pastor have any answer to some of these questions that you were asking, especially the the, the first issue of, of just not, no longer believing some of the things which are being said, right? And and did the pastor have an argument in support of yeah. SDA? What did well, how did he try to defend the SDA church? What did he say? Oh man, this was so long ago. Um, I don't think you know he never really challenged me. He yeah. never really try to keep me. I think he, he may have replied one or two times, but I didn't communicate back to him because I was like, I don't want to hear it. Right. You know, but I may have the email. This was so long ago. I don't even know if I deleted it or whatever, but he never yeah. really tried to keep me. Pretty much the one lost sheep, he had 99 other sheep to worry about. Uh, you mm. know, and, and one little one, hey, you know, he can't beat himself up. That's, that, that's what I <laughs> remember well, feeling. Maybe, well, Andrew, Consider this possibility. Maybe he himself knew that there were some fatal flaws in SDA doctrine. That's Maybe. why he didn't even bother to try and um, defend it. Right, right. That could have been a reason as well that that, that he himself may, perhaps had doubts yes. 
and, and knew that there were some really damaging um, contradictions and, and that kind of thing in the yeah. Seventh-day Adventist theology. Plus, I went into seclusion. So, so don't beat yourself up too much. Oh, no, no. I went into seclusion anyway. I didn't want to hear mm-hmm. anything. My mind was pretty made up with what I was learning compared to what I've always thought I knew. Yes. You know? And, How did you, you know, your friends and, um, from the SDA church, your friends and family members? Yeah, I was about to ask that. From the, from the Seventh-day Adventist church. Well, sure. Well, that was one of the, 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 the harsh reality that, you know, if you agree with everybody, They'll be your friend as long as you agree with what they're following and doing. You know, yeah. once, once you remove yourself, you come to find out who was your friend and who your frenemies are. Mm. You know, and I pretty much went into depression because at that time also I was going through marital issues, so I lost my yeah. marriage and my belief system at the same time. So I was pretty much like a loner, you know, yeah. going through depression, you know, just working, 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 working. Yeah, you know, trying to navigate to both of them at the same time. Yeah. But I want to interject a question, plus another one from the chat room. First one is, I mean, this, well, this, this deconversion, so to speak, you know, when you essentially divested yourself of, of the SDA church, I mean, was this, I mean, was it that you lost, um, is it that you lost belief in the SDA doctrines per se, or did you become, or did you move all the way to a rejection of religion and 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 and, and belief, and maybe even God? Well, yeah. Um, I lost faith in the SDA version yeah. first of God, yeah. and, okay, and Bible, and concept because you know when you SDA, <laughs> from those who are SDA, you know what I mean uh, it's life. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's life. It's, it's death. Yeah. You know? So I lost trust in everything that they used to say about the law and tithes and offering and all that stuff. So I pretty much yeah. lost trust in them. And then gradually, I, I lost trust in any other people that come with concept. Because while I was trying to get out of SDA and because life was all about the law and stuff like that, I, I almost thought about reaching out into Judaism, you know, Um, but then, you know, like I said, Facebook, people's story on Facebook really opened my eyes to all type of groups and how the mistreatment and, the, you know, uh, um, desertion and stress and issues and the rape and the stealing and the lying. I Mm. come to find out that all of them full of fuckery. (laughs) (laughs) we're going to take another quick break right now fine and after the break we're going to open up the phone line so i want persons in the chat room to call in if you'd like to talk to andrew if there are some words of encouragement that you'd like to give to andrew <laughs> um and i'm sure there is at least one SDA member in the chat room right now that you want to hear from as well. Quite so. If you'd like to hear from that SDA member, whether this SDA yeah. member has one foot in, one foot out, I don't know. Please call in. You know who you are. You are listening to the show right now. We want to hear from you. Also, call if there's any other SDA member or ex-SDA member, feel free to call in right after this next break. After the break, Andrew, I want you to tell us about life after the SDA church, what that is, yeah. what has it been like? I know that you're a part of a group called Why I Left the SDA Church. 
Tell us how that has been. Is it a support group? Um, yeah. You know, what has it been like, you know, interacting with those persons? That, and tell us how life has been post-SDA yeah. church. We'd definitely right. like to hear about that. So this okay. next song that I'm going to play is called Roots. And it is written by someone who seems to have lost her roots. None other than Itana, who yeah, appeared on <laughs> who <laughs> appeared on Entertainment Report recently with with um, a, a, a glistening endorsement of Trump. Yeah, which I she's now recanting. Ah, uh, yeah, kind of recanted. I, I think she's trying to do some kind of you know public relations repair strategy kind of thing. What a disaster! What a train of an interview. But but um, we're dedicating this one to the dearly departed. Itana, the, the artist formerly uh, the, the conscious music um, Itana, this was one of my favorite um, Itana but back in the day when Itana was Itana, right? So this is Roots uh, by Itana Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show We'll be back in a few minutes Them can't take my soul, you know
That's our topic today, why I left the SDA church. And we've been um, so lucky to have online with us Andrew Redwood from Colorado. He's a Jamaican who migrated to the USA uh, when he was around 10 to 12 years old, joined the SDA church. And um, so far, he has been recounting his life in the SDA church. And just before the break, he told us about his deconversion story. He just went to his pastor and straight up confessed to the pastor, listen, I'm not feeling this thing anymore. I'm not believing anymore. And he more or less walked away from the SDA church. And now we want to talk about his life after the SDA church. What has that been like, Andrew? Have you been able to to reconnect with any of your former SDA friends and family members? Or are you still out there in isolation? Tell us, Andrew, what has it been like? Well, um, I can honestly say... um, it's kind of lonely, really, um, because you know everything is. Life is about family, when we look at it, friends, you know, and people being there for you in your time of need. Not really yeah. your wants. I mean, not when you have everything. It's really yeah. when you don't have nothing, when you need a comforting, you know, like encouragement or full encouragement. Right. Um, you know, what I mean, when you need help. Yeah, you know that's that's really when friends and family is needed. When you have everything, yeah. who needs you really? You know, right. you may not want right. anybody. So yeah. it's, it's been kind of difficult because I grew up in like a supposedly family environment, but yeah. come to find out, it, it it has conditions. It's not right. conditions. Yeah, conditions. So you know, I've I've pretty much have to navigate. Um, so far the past ten years with. I mean, and, and the worst, uh, the, uh, the worst thing about it is me losing the family that I had, not the church, you know, mm-hmm. um, my marriage, um, you know, my kids not being able to grow up in a um, solid home, right? You know, and to stop the dysfunction of broken homes and stuff. Yeah. And so that's the biggest hurt, not the church itself. 
Yes. You know, because sometimes you only see church folks once a week, man. But yeah. when you have your wife and you have a picnic, you have them 24 7. Right, you right. Know? Like you're seeing them all the time. Yeah, uh, you and come of up course, with... um, I'm guessing that, you know, when you're an Assembly Adventist member, your entire life becomes integrated into the church. Your, your family, the, the relationship that you have with the children, um, you know, everything pretty much is, is yeah. intertwined. And once you start to detach, once you start to extract yourself out of the church, then a number of things start to unravel, maybe. Yeah. 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 Because, so have you know, been able um, to mend any of those relationships? Have you gotten in touch with any of these persons? Are you trying to you know, build back any bridges with some of these friends? No, no, not really. I mean, they all praying for me to come back to the church. Uh-uh. But, you know, me, me just block off them the prayer there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, they oh, don't have sorry. no respect. Andrew, you have a question from Sharon Smith. She wants to know mm-hmm. who paid about the payday loans you took for tithing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, who paid back? Yes. Me? You paid back? <laughs> But you, you mean to tell me that Jesus never blessed you? Jesus never multiplied the offering? He never pressed you know down, shake it together, and run it over? <laughs> what one, is thing of, one thing life has told me, Jesus hasn't done anything that I can put concrete evidence on in my life anywhere at all. Yeah. From, from, my, from I was little, I mean, know myself, I'm always working. And that's yes. one thing about SDA. It's like you follow the law and things are supposed to fall into place. You yeah. know, like in, in some in Christianity, they say fate and everything, you know. But in, in Adventism, it really works. Yes. You know, your fruits just come by your work. So I've always been a person who work, work right. things. You know, if my credit mash up, I have to work to build it back up. You right. Know? If I want a good car, I have to work. So yes, yes. That, that's how I know myself that everything I have, my work see. Right. And yes. I yes. Think that is true. Hard working man. When when you, when you see Andrew doing his post on Facebook, he's normally on the job. Either he's leaving his official job and uh, or, or um he's doing a a, a run on uh, Uber. He's he's an Uber driver as well. Yeah. So this man you know, is think, working, always working, working, working. Work, the thing work, is that, work, 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 work. <laughs> The, the, the thing is that I find myself blessing those who claim Jesus bless them. Because yes. when them ask for something, I'm the first one to step up and, and give it to them. I mean, yes. right now, I'm helping out two Christian people. Wait, wait, one wait, wait, family. Hold on a minute. Huh? You're telling me that people are coming to you, the, 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 the heathen, the backslider, Christian people yes. are coming to you for help? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I bail them out more than them bail me out. What? What? No, sir. yeah. Why? Like, 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 like I'm saying, right now, I'm helping out. I'm assisting two Christian persons. One is a family, and one is a non-family because I guess there was no more room in the inn. <laughs> so that's where I see the fraudulency of religion, of Jesus. Of God, yeah, yeah. and even of spirituality. I, I'm, I'm, even them, the spiritualists too, and the conscious yeah. people. I'm weary of all of them. Right. So hold Every on. Every single so, one of them. So, um, so, so, so Sharon is asking, 
is this genuine help or are you helping them to try to mend the relationship? No, genuine help. Help and then they can leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Assist them in the time of need to, for them to get themselves on, on them foot again because that's yeah. really what they wanted. You know what I mean? And see, the thing is that, you know, um, I'm a very helpful person. There's one thing that I know myself from the day me young. I'm always helping somebody for the Jamaican culture, you know, of looking out for your brother or your sister, you know. And, you know, I, that, that's how I find myself. Now, I've become less helpful, I ain't going to lie, if I see that it's going to, yeah, you yeah. know. I try to be cautious. But mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the long run, I don't want nobody to suffer like, oh, when I need help, True. you know, yes. um, I suffer and nobody came about. So I'll yeah. give my little assistance because I'm a human first. That's why I would be, I would call myself a humanist more than an atheist or a seer. You okay. know what I mean? I'm just angel. I'm just a man yes. where yes, I'm still you can rely in on. Do you believe or not? Do you hmm? believe in, in, a, in a supernatural agent, a deity or not? I don't believe and I don't trust. You yeah. know what I mean? So that makes you a non-believer. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a non-believer and a non-follower. Okay, all right. All I'm right. Gonna, you know, because I don't have no evidence that it exists or it don't exist. So I'm just okay, whatever. You know, yeah. but me just me, me, I just look. At, I, look, I guess I look at how the people them who say it doesn't exist or it exists. All them act. All them treat me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And. and and both sides I've seen go medieval on each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I sit back and say, yo, I sit back and like, really? That's yeah. that's here because extremism is one thing I think I try to stay away from. Even yes. if I'm outside the church, I don't want to get right. so extreme that we work on those in the church. That's true, that's true. Andrew, you, know? you are a part of a of a Facebook group called Why I Left the FDA Church. I was hoping that a few of those members uh, would have called in. I hope that they're yeah. at least listening. And if they are listening, feel free to call in. Feel free to participate in the chat room. Uh, I made a few posts in that group as well. Um, yeah. You know, tell us how has that group helped you or has that group helped you being a part of a community of ex-SC members? What has that been like? Well, it has helped me in, in the way that uh, we we can all vent our 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 disappointments, our shame, our grief, our sorrows. Yes. You know? And we don't feel anybody come well, even though there's a, some stragglers in there that are active and sometimes they come with them like a foolishness. But yeah. it has helped where sometime where you are it, it it has given a kind of a mental relief release at times. Mm-hmm. You know, cause yeah. some 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 days I have a bad day. I just wanna tell whatever it is that, you know, um, why I'm having a bad day, or maybe I have yeah. a flashback, or yeah. maybe I miss what I thought I loved, but it was really toxic. So that's how the group has helped. And then I've learned so many personal stories of stuff happened to people that I never went through yeah. because I wasn't, I didn't live that conservative, but I was conservative enough, you know, or, you know, I was liberal a little bit, but some right. people's stories are like, whoa, yeah. mercy, yeah. Lord. Damn. Whoa. You know? So, you know, we try to full courage each other and, you know, help each other along the way because some people just went through more hell than me. Yes. You know? Some yes. people were raped and lost, you know, finance and years yeah. of them life. Right. You know what I mean? 
Because so, I've read, I'm a member of that group as well, you know. Yeah. Andrew invited me to that group to, to say some of the stories. And trust me, some of the stories are, are really just heartbreaking. And I'm seeing in the chat, yeah. you know, Sharon is comparing it to a, 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 like a recovering from a, a trauma, like you're recovering yeah. from addiction, like a 12-step program. And in yeah. many ways, right, because um, a lot of the persons who leave the SDA church normally go straight to therapy. You yeah. know, sometimes therapy is required after leaving yeah. um, that church before you can, you know, fully kind of reclaim your, your individuality and your own identity as a non-SDA person. Yeah. Did you have yeah. to go through any of those challenges, Andrew, if you don't mind sharing with us? Did you yeah. have to talk to um, a counselor? I mean, I went, at, at not over the religious thing, but I went to therapy um over um the loss of my marriage if anything yes um but nothing for any religious purpose right okay yeah yes yes wow 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 so so what has life been like i mean i'm sure you from time to time you encounter sda members who say you know i'm praying for you to return i know you're just going through a phase um jesus loves you jesus wants you back jesus will forgive you andrew what what do you say to these persons when you see them, um, you know, just going about life nowadays? Well, um, a lot of that used to happen online until yeah. I cussed them off, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know I tell them two bad words, <laughs> you know. Oh, no. Um, you know, but some of them don't really come at me anymore every now and then. And plus, I'm kind of changing up my Facebook page yeah. um, in a way. Um, it's sometimes it gets draining. Yeah. Um, you know, and then with all the issues that's going around, you know, black men getting shot and right. Yes, you know, I've noticed that, that you do a lot of live, a lot of live, well, live videos. Live videos. Live yeah. videos. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you know, the past couple of weeks I've been, I'm trying to um shape my life in a way that because I'm 40 right now, and yeah. my goal is that the next 40 years I can live. Not a stress-free life, stress-free life, but a stress-lesser life. Okay. <laughs> stress is always right. going to be less stress. Yeah. You know totally what I mean? So, right. You know, so I'm hoping to, you know, right now, you know, my my 15-year-old, he's a boxer, you know. Yes. So I'm encouraging him, um, you know, whatever his goal in life is, I'm going to make sure that I can do the best that I can for him. Because yeah. I think my childhood was kind of shut down to only yeah. live in an SDA bubble and a religious bubble. Mm. And that's foolishness. So, you know, mm. me and me and their mom co-parent in a healthy way. And I'm glad for that. Um, yeah. You know, she's not, she not using the youth them against me or keep them away from me. So that's one of my biggest joy. That, yeah. You know, me and our can, you know, we both go to the, the youth boxing event. Um, you know, if me drop them off, you know, I can go inside our house and we can have a little chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So parenting, quality parenting is really my ultimate goal right now. I don't care about heaven. I don't care about hell. We just want to yeah. make sure that we can live, experience life nicer yeah. than it's been so far. Um, wow. Hopefully I can, you know, hopefully I can meet a, a mindful young lady where, you know, certain things don't damage certain things, you know, because right now it's kind of difficult to date because everybody kind of got our spirituality. Yeah. You know, instead of just say, yo, this is what we have in front of us. 
Oh, we have right. to deal with it. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Totally yeah. understand, Andrew. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Andrew Redwood, we really must thank you so much um, for joining us uh, for this, our season opener, season four, yeah, the skeptics. Yeah, um, thanks. You know, really, really appreciate you sharing your story. Um, you know, as you know, you know, Clive and I are, you know, are, are quite heavily invested, you know, um, you know, in these sorts of narratives. Oh, yes. Um, but before you go, there's one comment, final comment from Sharon Smith, who's saying, mm-hmm. since you're in Colorado, you mm-hmm. should hold a meditation and smoke a big weed. Like <laughs> uh, you know what? I wish I, I wish I knew how to. Because that must be one of the Jamaicans out there that don't know who do nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. You must get yeah. by somebody to show you how to roll that split. <laughs> we can, we can yeah, talk to man. Roll up a big yeah, yeah, yeah. But thank you very much, Andrew Redwood. No problem. Uh, Maybe I'll try the edibles. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> one deal. Let me bring <laughs> All right. One love. All right. Bless. Thanks, Andrew. See you around on Facebook. Really like to thank um, Andrew Redwood for participating yeah, on the first season, the first episode of the Artist Skeptics Radio Show. We're going to go to another quick break right now, and this will, chances are, be your last opportunity to call into the Artist Skeptics Radio Show. People in the chat room, we want to hear from you. What are, what, what are your thoughts on um, Andrew's story or any other story that you might be aware of, any other deconversion story, especially from the SDA church? Yes. That you might be aware of. And if you are a, a, a struggling SDA on the fence, yes. if you are in the chat room, we'd like to hear from you. As well. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a struggling SDA in the, in the Yardis Skeptics chat room right now, please call in. We'd like to hear from you. If you are listening, feel free to call in as, as well. Far from sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. We'd definitely like, like, like to hear from, from you all as well. So we're continuing with our black woman theme for this morning, and we're going to play for your garden silk. Hello, Mama Africa. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Be back in a few minutes. Mama.
hope you're fine too. That was not done until that was none other than cool dude. Up in the yard, the skeptics radio studio. Hillier, could you do you think you could match my melodious voice just now? Let me let me hear what you got in here. What the hell was that? <laughs> Whoa, we step back in, in the medieval time just now. We went all the way back to medieval time just now for that one from the fire breather. What the hell? Oh my goodness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Somebody help me. What is going on here? Oh my goodness. So thank you once again, Andrew, for calling in and talking to us on the opener of the Other Skeptics Radio Show, why I left the SEA Church. Andrew really gave, you know, a personal narrative. And he spoke about his life in the SEA Church and how he eventually left the SEA Church. And we're going to go to a few callers here. Garth, who has been a supporter from pretty much day one, is also online. Hello, Garth. Are you there? Hey, Clive. Yes, yes, I am. What's up, man? Well, I'm I'm glad to know that you guys are back and I, that I can do this again on a Sunday afternoon. Um, um, just, just 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 before you uh, you, you comment, guys, did you hear us singing a while ago? Who do you think was better? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I really admire. Um, I'm from a generation even beyond Hillier's class. Oh no! <laughs> so you, so, so you, so you, so I've been you very hard to find his by his ministrations there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So any any thoughts on um Andrew's story just now, guys? Well, I'd like to offer congratulations to Andrew for um freeing himself of a a bondage that um that he was indoctrinated into as a child. This is the way yeah. these things are done. And um and they they hold too many people captive for too right. much of their life. Um, you know, these things support to to um, be the source to us of comfort and, and security. Um, uh, but what they demand from us is is uh, is a price too high to pay. And right. um, Andrew was able to recognize that and move beyond um, that. Um, yes. The uh, I hope you'll find in himself, you know, the things that, and, and in the larger community, the things that he still longs for, like family and companionship and so on, um, because there is lots of that out there that does not have these contingencies, uh, yes. you know, attached to them. Um, yes. The, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You know, the, the, the FDA church, I don't know much about, but apparently it was one of those more controlling of the fundamental sex. Yes. You know, it, it demands a lot of its um if it, of its adherence and it it governs their lives in ways that um many other Christian churches uh the ones that are not as fundamental in character right. um, yes. don't. Um there are though, you know, the the the, the, the ones that are run by um uncharismatic forces and mm-hmm. um and and they are as troubling to me as, as you know, as, as any other. Um, yeah. But, um, but, you know, it's up to people to find for themselves. And right. it doesn't take much, um, much thinking to be able to resolve, you know, uh, those things. You just have to be willing to think. 
And, yes. um, and once you are, it, 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 it becomes quite obvious. It, the, yes. the, 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 the very notion, and I'll just say this, that, that they seek after people who are hurt and are down. That, that, mm-hmm. is, that, that is the prey that, right. they, that they go after. Should yes. tell you. The low-hanging fruit. Yes. Yeah. Right. They, they, you so know, and, and you're perfectly right, and and this is only one of the reasons why um, some of these very conservative fundamentalist churches tend to be so successful. They go for people when they're at their lowest. Absolutely. And I have a prescription for people who might find themselves in that condition. Pray, pray hard. But but name the entity that you're praying to. Give it a name. Say nothing. I'm praying to you for this. I really am yeah. praying to you, Mister Nothing. Your prayer is going to be answered. In time. Yeah. Like, like praying, for, praying about Matthew to clap hate instead of hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what I mean by that is, is, is that prayer to the Heavenly Father is not what sorts your life up. Right. It's you fervently concentrating on that goal and, um, and aiming towards it. And no matter what, there is going to be resolution. Resolution... Yes. It's a matter of course. It, yeah. it, it, it does not have a faith contingency or component. It, it doesn't. You know, right. life, life carries on and, mm. and it resolves. It's what happens. So, yeah. so that's what. Yes. Thank you very much, guys. It's yeah. always good to hear from you um, on a Sunday afternoon. Continue listening, yeah. guys, and we hope to, to, to have you on board for the rest of yes, the season. Yeah. Thanks very, very much, good. guys. All right, so okay. I have another caller here, uh, another longtime friend of the Yard Skeptics who operated in the role of producer as well, the very vocal Sharon Smith. Dr. Sharon Smith, how are you doing? I am very well. I am much better now that you guys are back. I miss my church. All right. All right. Back, All right. back, we're back, we're back. Up in here. I want to give a special big up to the fire breeder and to you, the cool dude, yeah, and man. welcome you back. We Thank are very you. grateful that you are back. Your, your adoring fans were dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you had Christina salivating. Yeah, I know. I know, I'm I know, trust me. We are, we, are, we are like junkies. So. Yes. So, so, you know, so the thing, what goes on in Sharon is that we were, we were trying to experiment with a different platform uh, to, to, to run the show, a different kind of interface to run the show. And we found a different one. But it, it was very good audio quality. But the drawback was that it would be hard to interact with the guests. We could only take like one call at a time. Right. So we found okay. another platform that was really good audio quality, but, but then we diminished the interactivity of the show. So we decided to, to stick with this one. So, well, so it took just, us a while to figure out back. which one to use. We're just relieved you're back and, yes. and that you will be back. And we know you'll have a great season four. Looking forward to the Samuels next week. Definitely. We're hoping to have a couple of teachers or ex-teachers as well on the show to come and talk about, talk about the issue. Um, you know, so you know, we want to try and make as, as well-rounded a discussion 
um, as possible. So, so stay tuned, Sharon, and we're looking forward to, to having you having you on certainly as a guest in your own in your own right. So, thank you Hold again. On. Okay, so I just me. want to say I just want to say one thing. Yes. I want uh, you see you see I know Royal Weed always been causing a lot of problem and see me come again as Minister Education. You yes, know, I'll as, now, as the prior warrior of education. That school, that school closed tomorrow and Tuesday. I'll yeah. now, no clear instructions have been given with regards schools, public schools tomorrow because yes. of Ruel Reed. Apparently, mm-hmm. him, him waiting for a direct call from the Sky Daddy. Well, <laughs> he's waiting for, uh, from direct di- di- divine instructions. But he, when you say he has that no tattoo, and you're not supposed to have no tattoo. Yes. Very clear instructions that that's what. Uh, but are are you prepared for for Hurricane Master Sharon? You see, because me not in a disguise that thing, me do my preparation. Me go out and me buy up everything. Me buy all the water. Stephen <laughs> say me buy enough water to fill up the swimming pool. Blow up. <laughs> Food where if where if 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 match on a lock we eat for the next two weeks, we can't open a deli. <laughs> All right, yes. Sharon, Sharon is really prepared for this. So Sharon is one of those persons who, who probably experienced Gilbert. Um, I certainly did. You know, if you were in Jamaica during the time of Hurricane Gilbert. You're yes, born. I was around Hillier, yes. Born? I was I was eight years old. Eight or nine years old. Very, very clear memory. I remember the place in Flood I remember Rambo, our little dog, was floating in the flooding. So, mm. yes, I remember the, the coconut tree blow <laughs> down, tear down the fence. Yeah. I remember looking around the people come over the yard and I see the coconut there. So, right. I have a very clear memory oh, of the Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think we have somebody who's trying to call in. I don't know why this. SDA member is taking so long. <laughs> I don't know if this person is an SDA member, one foot in, one foot out. I don't know what's going on. Um, this SDA member is trying to call in, yes. but is having some technical yes, difficulties. For some reason, Skype teacher. Yes. Conveniently. Right. <laughs> Look for when we tell this person to call in. And all of a sudden, they wait until down to the line. Uh, no, having problems uh, connected. But everything else is all right, Sharon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm afraid to call him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you call him. Call his name. What is his name? Mark Joe, a.k.a. Joseph. We want Joseph to call in. We want him to call in. He said it rings twice and then drops the call. Why is that happening? Not sure why that is happening. We, we, we might have to have a segment next week, like a 10 minute segment, just in Joseph alone next week, given yeah. that he didn't get a chance. Uh, or pre recorded. Pre recorded, yeah, we could do that as well. Pre record yeah. his his mm-hmm. story. What kind of narrative will it be, Joseph? Could you just give us a preview? Will it be a deconversion narrative? Will it be a narrative of abandonment? Will it be a narrative of strengthened and mm-hmm. renewal strength in the in the Seventh day Adventist state. Mm-hmm. What kind of narrative will it be? We don't know. We literally don't know. We'd like to hear. Uh, you know, definitely. And you, you know, we, we've been really uh, fortunate to have a person like Joseph, Sharon, Christina, Allison, mm-hmm. people like Shadika, 
uh, Lisa Stater Dyer as yep. well. Uh, orig- uh, earlier, David was here in the in the, the, the chat room as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Ince from Carib- uh, Free Thinkers Island. Yeah. Yeah. So David Ince, a.k.a. Carib Atheist, was here as well. So we'd like to send a special big up to David and Joy mm-hmm. from the Free Thinking Island. And we're just glad to be back, glad to have yeah. the, the, the family back, as Sharon would say, in church with us on a, on a Sunday afternoon. And it's, it's been really good. We know that we spent a little time starting this season up. And, you know, I mean, we might have to have a shorter season because we'd like to try a new format for Skeptically Speaking early next year. Yes. So we might have a shortened season for um yeah the skeptics this year. I see a phone number coming in. Let me see who is this in the in the studio. Hello, good morning, welcome to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Who is this? Joseph. Joseph. Right now so that we can give Joseph five minutes because we have seven minutes left in the show. Yeah. Hold on, you had Sharon on? No, put back yeah. Sharon. No, 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 we're going to put. Yes, we're going to give you your own chances. We have seven minutes left in the show. We need it to take at least five minutes. So, Sharon, thank you very much for calling in. We're going to put you on hold, Sharon, and talk to you next week. Yes, Joseph, do you have something to tell us? Welcome. Thanks, thanks. But you want exciting story? I don't have any exciting story to give you. Well, well, give us a story, and we'll decide it's exciting. Well, you're looking at um, exit, exodus um, from the SDA church and, you know, people's experiences. Um, You are asking, well, kind of more hinting that some people are on the fence or putting one foot out, Uh, which I I wouldn't describe myself as um, in that way. Okay. I'd say I'm, I'm fully out. Kiss me next. You are hearing it <laughs> right now on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, Season 4, Episode 1, Breaking News. Joseph Farkerson. Dr. Joseph Farkerson. Out of the SDA church. My Bridget, Dr. Joseph Farkerson from 1999. No, Joseph. Joseph is no longer Out. in the Adventist church. You heard it here first. <laughs> But I, I think I had a, a different sort of experience from most people. Um, yeah. I don't know if um, I didn't even know there was a group for people who um, were former SDS, the, the group that yeah, Andrew yeah. mentioned. I right. didn't know it existed at all. I'll tell Andrew yeah. to send you an invite. Well, I'm not sure I want that sort of psychological baggage. Okay. Yeah, truth be told, with me. Um, I think what happened to me is what is called, uh, what people call a dark night of the soul. And um, people like uh, Mother Teresa, I think Francis of Assisi, went through a similar sort of experience. Um, So, and this is kind of like, you could call it a spiritual doldrum in which whatever you identify as the God presence in your life kind of disappears, just winks out. Yeah. Um, and you're not sure what happened at all. So it was there. So I think for me, it was that spiritual connection that got broken. And wow. then um, in my search, you know, the intellectual side um, came into play. 
Yeah. But mm-hmm. as as for me, so when I hear some of the stories of people, and I wonder, you know, which church were you going to? I I, I fully enjoyed my time in the Seventh right. Adventist Church. Right. Yeah, I yeah. had, you know, up to that point, I had no problems with the church. In fact, um, I I'm really glad for the church because it played a very important part in my development as a person, as a leader, mm-hmm. um, public speaker, all of that. Because I was a child evangelist at age uh-huh. eleven. So those were supposed... a prophet. <laughs> well, no, not prophet. Prophet and aspiring uh, minister. Yeah. Since the 19th century, the church only had one prophet, as far as I know, one sanctioned prophet, <laughs> and and that was Ellen G. White. It was Ellen G. White. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the one who had mental issues. It was. <laughs> well, uh, so you know, I I I fully enjoyed my time. So I hear people, you know, discussing the church and a cult and oppressive and so on. That wasn't my experience. I, I, I've always been around people. And whether that was in the country or so, yes, some of the, the, the rules are strict, but you still get people pushing against the brain. Right. Um, and depending where you are, I would yeah. say it has more to do with leadership styles. So the, mm-hmm. the, the particular approach to leadership in your local congregation, yeah. but not necessarily a general um, mandate from above that this is how things should be. So I, I had fun, basically. Yes. And yes. It, it, as I say, it wasn't the church itself or even the doctrine that I had a problem with first. Those came, those came later on. Mm-hmm. And even the ones I have a problem with, um, my perspective, I, I reject them because I have now engaged with them in a, you know, in a, an intellectual way. I've read other things, um, right. going back to Jewish philosophy, Jewish right. um, theology, etc. Right. And it was on those grounds that I found them wanting. Right. Um, you know, I still understand what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. In um, they were put together in the 19th century, so 19th century, and then when they came over to Jamaica, those little mm-hmm. tweaks that they did, I can appreciate that still. Yeah. Um, but you know, I wanted to bring in another perspective that I didn't feel as if anybody, uh, sorry, I didn't feel as if the institution mm-hmm. was trying to oppress me or to get all of us to go up into some mountain and drink Kool-Aid. You just have a couple minutes left, but I just wanted, um, or one minute left, but I just wanted to ask, just to clarify, I mean, I, I'm just curious, I mean, how did this dark night of the soul come about? If indeed, I mean, you didn't have any, you know, major institutional issues with the church itself. I mean, uh, how do you explain it? I, I don't know. It's still a mystery. Okay. It's still a mystery. Okay. I yes. don't know how it came about. I don't know what caused it. Well, so it one... we're, we're going to have to invite you back to, to finish this story. Because, well, how do you describe it yourself now? And probably by that time, no? probably by that time, I um, would have finished reading Mother Teresa's letters. Right. Because um, she right. went so to... So for the moment, I'll say humanist so as not to, to shock some people out of their wits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it. You heard it here on the yard. It's good to read it. I'll tell you, we're going to bust some big shot this evening, man. You heard it here. Uh, Dr. Joseph Parkinson, no longer a member of the SBA church, more or less steps out. And he will finish the story here on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. We have to wrap up. We have to get out of here right now. We're yeah. down to the line. 40 seconds left. 
Thank you very much, Joseph. Thank you for all, all the right, time. call in. See you guys next week. We're yeah. leaving you with a classic in light of what is going on now. This is Wild Gilbert by Love It There. Next week. Wild Gilbert. Wild Gilbert, you're gone. Uh-huh. No, we can shot behind your back. Come now, come now, who knows who me this? Who knows who me this?